Hey listeners, welcome to the Product Hunt Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast where we, your Product Hunt content team, break down the week's tech headlines, talk about products making waves on the leaderboard, and discuss the ones we love. I know we've been on break for the past few weeks during the holiday season, so thanks for tuning back in with us. This week, we are going to do things a little bit differently and cover some of the top trending products from 2023. And I'll be doing that alongside my co-host, Aaron. Hello, I'm Aaron. You probably know me by now, but if you need a refresher, I reside in your inbox if you read the Data Digest. And I've been here with Product Hunt for just about five years almost. And I'm Sarah. I am the content lead at Product Hunt, and I am excited to get into these products today. We're going to be going through the top 10 from 2023, and you'll see a lot of obvious themes, for example, the rise of AI, which has pretty much inserted itself uh, throughout the top 10, and maybe a few surprises as well. I know I was surprised to see that Web3 really still had maybe perhaps a backseat, but a place within the top 10 amongst quite a few of our top upvoted products. So let's get into it. Aaron, do you want to start things off and kick us off with a number 10 most upvoted product of 2023? Yeah, sure thing. And that number 10 is Typo. And this one's pretty much all about maximizing developer efficiency. It effectively integrates into your stack. So it gives visibility, insights, and tools to maximize your output. So with that, it gives like a bird's eye view of any project that you're working on. And one of the coolest kind of features I saw from testing it out was it identifies these like unhealthy work patterns and gives you suggestions to improve them. So that might be these habits that you've built up over time that what might seem fine are actually eating into your efficiency. And it gives recommendations on how to correct that. I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. I'm anything that helps developers uh, ship faster. It definitely seems like it's useful for just helping improve efficiency and just measuring a lot of things that maybe don't otherwise get measured. Yeah, pretty much. The best way I can describe it in my head was it spots all the things that you wouldn't in your normal day to day. You know, we've seen a lot of co-pilots this year and it's kind of similar in that and it just spots all these little discrepancies, whether they're a syntax issue or it could be a habit like I mentioned and coaches you along the way to fix that and pretty much is a real-time efficiency coach for developers. Right. Productivity tools are super popular on Product Hunt. We see a lot of them but I don't think we see as many really in the engineering productivity space. Mm -hmm. So very cool to see. And I will move on to the number nine top upvoted product of 2023, which is AnyType. And AnyType is a knowledge management tool for uh, people who value their data. So by knowledge management tool, I think of it as something in between Obsidian and Notion. Uh, so it uses knowledge graphs similar to Obsidian, but also block-based architecture like Notion. You don't really see this sort of combination as much and it's also easily customizable. So the team thought a whole lot about how you make these two architectures work together and allow people to create their own UI views and dashboards and everything to pull all of their knowledge together 
this product too is all about security and privacy. So data is all synced in a local network. It's local data storage compared to other products that are uh, stored on servers in the cloud. So it's all about privacy, security. It's also an open source product. Uh, so they take that very seriously. And I mentioned that Web3 is in quite a few of our products in the top 10. And this is one of them where I feel like it's it's maybe not a prominent piece of the communication or marketing, but AnyType uses blockchain technology to make sure that um, your content is highly secure, that transactions are encrypted. But again, the, the product really leads by its features and usability and, you know, just it's great for anybody who really values um, things like privacy, right to authorship, autonomy from software providers where they can really just kind of manage everything um, on their system. And yeah, it's a Berlin-based company. They raised their Series A over $14 million, I believe this year, uh, 2023. But yeah, really interesting, exciting company to watch. A lot of people in the community were excited about Again, that sort of mix between Obsidian and Notion, as we have big supporters and big community for each of those companies on Product Hunt. So excited to see where that goes. Nice. Yeah, I love the comparison of like a mix between Notion and Obsidian. I've played around with any type before. I really, really enjoyed it. And and yeah, like you, I'm so, I, a little bit surprised how much like Web3 technology is still making into the top 10 I, I like web3 i think the technology is super cool but like you said i like using blockchain technology to make it more secure make it encrypted uh that's great because that kind of really goes to the heart of what web3 is and what blockchain yeah. is yeah exactly i think uh you won't you won't really see any big nft projects there's maybe no. something, something a big a little bit adjacent in the top 10 but overall yeah, I think to your point, I think it's getting back to the core of what blockchain technology, why people are so excited about it when it comes to the security and the proof of authorship. And it's just, it's what's under the hood rather yeah. than creating products where we don't necessarily have a use for them yet. Um, not to, you know, if you have your NFTs and you love your art, awesome. I still love myself aboard Ape. I think that they're very cool art, but, um, but yeah. And then heading into number eight is uh, Kanbai. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's Kanbai or Kumbai. I think it's Kanbai. Um, this one actually excited me when it launched because by by this point, we had seen like a huge influx of AI products. A lot of them were rappers and were cool. But Kanbai was like one that really kind of stood out to me because it, it does away with like the traditional text-based prompts on how you normally interact with an AI. And instead, it actually lets designers use their existing designs as prompts to basically expand upon them and make them like better or create new designs altogether. So it works directly in Figma and you can prompt directly from your Figma design. So you might have like 10 frames or something, grab a frame and you can prompt that and it can either expand upon the design or you could do something like exporting, using AI to export that design in React, HTML and CSS. Uh, I make my own kind of things every now and again and I always just want to go from design to exported full full project almost i don't want to deal with the coding side of things so this seemed like a step in that direction and a really cool usage of ai for me it seems like it covers just a big pain point something that 
a lot of designers and engineers uh, kind of do a lot, which is just mm -hmm. translating their design to front end code and just makes it a lot easier and faster. So um, I looked yeah. up, by the way, I looked up Kumbai because I love a good startup name that isn't used a million times everywhere. Uh, and I, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And I don't know if you did, but it's a, it's a dog, a breed of working dog native to Southern India. But and then their logo is a little dog as well. Let me let me Google this dog real quick. Sorry, we're taking, <laughs> we're taking a detour here. Oh, he's, he's adorable. These these dogs are adorable. They have really sweet little faces. Oh, they are very. Oh my God, they're very cute. Yeah, they yeah. they look both ferocious and my by ferocious I mean it says they're a working dog. So, but also very sweet. So I'm a fan of this name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one little tidbit fact. Um, you know, bulldogs, the small little bulldogs, the French bulldogs. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I have one. But it turns out um, their name is like real. Uh, these small little things used to round up bulls, literal bulls. So that's another <laughs> little piece of dog fact. And I can't stop imagining my little Frenchie rounding up. I was, I was going to say, do you think your dog is still capable of that? Because it's hard. 100%. 100 100 my guy is a little firework he would he would make mince meat of a bull no problem <laughs> that's awesome. no pun intended well i think you just offered some startup um a new <laughs> a new name for their company here <laughs> <laughs> good tidbit all right um well, well that's come by at number eight number seven is chat did from from the company did so chat did is kind of like facetime for ai or another way of saying it is having a face-to-face -face convo with chat gpt so instead of typing on your computer you are having a conversation with with an avatar just like you would chat gpt so you can share your chats with your friends you can choose your own avatar and customize that and, and customize the model to answer as as the character that you want. And so, yeah, it's, it's a cool product coming out of DID. Um, I did a bit of research on DID, who also had a top product, not quite in the top 10, but another top product in 2023. That was DID Creative Reality Studio, where you can create your own AR avatars for your business. And what I didn't realize is that DID is, well, first of all, they're a YC startup based out of Israel, but they are, I don't know, Aaron, if you remember, I remembered it perfectly, a, a product called Deep Nostalgia from a couple of years back where it animates your ancestors' photographs. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I do remember. I remember doing the rounds on like TikTok and people were crying, seeing their grandparents basically move again. Yeah, it was... It was such a mix of like, it was really cool to see, um, really novel at the time, um, one of the first companies coming out to do stuff like that. And and it was also a little bit creepy in some, depending on the photo or how old it was. But it was just, yeah, it was a really viral moment online. And that was done as a partnership between DID and MyHeritage, which was, you know, one of those ancestry companies. DID has been licensing its API and tools to various companies, anyone from like Warner Bros to nonprofits. So yeah, cool to see these new products launched this year as they continue to develop on this technology around video avatars and chatting with AI and excited to see what comes next. 
Yeah, kind of um, almost remind me of the movie Her. When I first saw it, as you mentioned, the kind of getting your ancestors to talk and video and stuff. It, it reminded me of what all this technology used to be called, but like deep faking and stuff. And now it's interesting to see that it's gone from like this deep faking terminology to just like AI. And it's just become like this, like accepted part of like daily life now. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. I think I still see. I think maybe you kind of choose the word depending on <laughs> the situation yeah. and uh, and what you're talking about. If it makes people uncomfortable, uh, it's a deep yeah. fake. Um, and if it's something that can be used positively, maybe it's just something like you said, we're, we're becoming more comfortable with the idea that we can kind of bring life to things that maybe we've lost in the past or have have kind of always been digital. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I, as well, I, I kind of like the way that it, it went against the the established route of interacting with AI. Um, right. Don't get me wrong, test prompts are good. They're convenient, but it's cool to you know, be able to FaceTime an AI. Uh, that is just an objectively cool thing to be able to do in my books. So... Yeah, that was actually an interesting point that they made on their launch page. It just changes your dynamic of how you engage with like chat GPT, where you are just sort of treating it as a workhorse. So if you are afraid of AGI and you don't want to have a history of just telling chat GPT what to do, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I admit I've gotten a little frustrated and just demanding with it myself. Yeah, this kind of puts you in more of like a, a personalized interaction or more natural interaction with with a uh, with AI. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if AI ever rises up and in specifically chat GPT and uh, gains consciousness, I'm the first to go. Um, based on what I've said to chat GPT um, I have oh nothing. I remember I remember seeing those <laughs> I have not been nice to that bot and um, I, I, I might apologize I might apologize in advance um, I thought of you the other day because I had a moment myself where I was asking um chat GPT slash Dolly to create me a photo and I would I asked it to do something and did virtually the opposite and I just said that was literally the opposite of what I asked you to do <laughs> And it apologized, it apologized. And then it gave me, again, the exact opposite of what I wanted. So <laughs> no, I mean, that's the frustrating part when it just does it again and insists it's the correct way. Uh, uh, yeah, I eventually, I got to where I needed eventually, but I, I definitely thought of you and I get it. It's like talking, if you were talking to a person and they kept delivering you the exact opposite of the question you were answering, you would get a little frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Have done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it, at least it, it makes for good content, I guess. There's a, there's a meme um, I think about when it's happening and it, it, it was a, it was a tweet. It's like, this is terrible for our country. But by God, it's great content <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh, so much of the internet, I think, could fit under that description. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> we should probably get moved on to number six. Let's do it. Cool. So number six is actually one that's a little bit near and dear to my heart. Not to be overtly biased or anything. I just love it. So at number six, we have Bento. Um, and before I get into it, so... Bento is actually a traditional Japanese way of packing food in containers. Um, it went super viral like over the past few years because of how satisfying it is um, in these like little metal containers, um, how it looks, but also how convenient it is. 
So that's where the name comes from first. And it also inspires the design. So bento is a Lincoln bio tool, essentially, if you wanted to boil it down to its most basic. But it's it's a much more beautiful and neater way of displaying your content rather than just being the traditional one where you see this kind of list um, of blocks with titles and little descriptions in them. You can drag and drop things like uh, a Twitter timeline. You can um, embed articles, embed images, blog posts, other products you might have made, music you can even embed and stuff like that. You can put all that into this homepage and this really nicely designed homepage. So it just has your profile picture and your bio on the left and then all your content on the right. And yeah, it's just like a much a, a nicer, more um, engaging way to display uh, your content. It was it went through Y Combinator in 2020 and it raised 1.6 million, which was backed by uh, Sequoia. Um, everyone, I think, knows Sequoia, but if you don't, it's one of the biggest investment funds in the world. But yeah, if you're looking for this kind of crossover between a LinkedIn bio and a personal website, Bento might be a good shout. I think it's a fantastic way to show my portfolio of writing, my interest in cooking, some of the products I've made for designers. You know, if you're kind of sick of redesigning that portfolio and never getting it done, uh, this could be an option for you. I do think it's a beautiful. I see sometimes products describe themselves as as beautiful, and I think that can be subjective, obviously. But yeah, it's just a really nice. It that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's just like a nice place on the internet to yeah. showcase you, if that makes sense. You can toil away on making your, this incredible portfolio and stuff if you want to, but if you wake up one day and you're like, I don't want to spend all day uh, building something to do that, then it's a really good option for me. It hits the sweet spot between convenience and like, I want to say beautiful, but um, yeah, let's just say beautifulness yeah. for now. Beauty. Right. Yeah, beauty. Um, it hits the sweet spot between there and it comes packed with a bunch of different functions and features as well. So for, for me, it's just been super enjoyable and I'm really happy to see them claim the number six spot. Yeah, a great tool potentially for creators, anyone mm. who needs a portfolio, just really anyone in the professional space. I'm often uh, overwhelmed by the idea of just creating a whole website for myself for a portfolio. So I will definitely check that out. Going on to our number five top upvoted product of 2023 is Cluster. And Cluster is a tool for making your crypto portfolio safer and more diverse. It uses AI to take some of the risk out of crypto investing. And yeah, it really just helps with your Web3 portfolio. One thing that I liked is that the maker says that it helps to analyze your risk involved with investing in Web3 projects. There there were so many during the last couple of years that it became really hard to figure out what's maybe particularly risky, what might last longer. We've we've seen some really big headlining stories, obviously, last year. So yeah, that definitely stood out to me on helping analyze risk, but also helps you discover new coins, taking the research work out of it a little bit, and just build a balanced portfolio. I am meeting more and more people, especially younger Gen Zs and Gen Alphas, who are really making quite like a little bit of a side career out of Web3 investing. And it stands out to me as something I could check out to like learn a little bit or could really use as a management tool in the same way that we have Monarch and other tools for investment. Someone's at my door. You send me wine. 
<laughs> wow, that was fast. That means I have to send you something now. No, you do not. Thank you very much. I'll open after um, the, po- the podcast. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a belated Christmas gift. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like Aaron Larry, and I was like, yeah. And he was like, it's wine. I was like, is it from you? I don't know you. And he's like, no, it's not from me. <laughs> I'm just a delivery man. Just strangers coming up to your door to give you one. <laughs> exactly. I would move to Cork immediately. <laughs> I was like, if, well, I didn't say it to him. But I was like, look, if you're like hitting on me, I'm flattered, but I'm married. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. All right. We will cut that part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Clusters seemed uh, cool to me. My one thought is that if this was around before and uh, mainstream enough it could have saved a lot of heartache i think <laughs> potentially um but yeah uh, like you i haven't put a lot of my finances into crypto i've dabbled a little bit into it but um if i ever do decide to make it a bigger part of my portfolio uh, cluster will definitely be something i'll be checking out a bit more just to make sure I don't lose it all, like the person on Twitter that said they lost all their apes when the NFTs got hacked. To be clear, too, I think there's a lot of people in this space who have done more brilliant investing than me. Bitcoin is on the rise again. I think it is it the highest that it's been or just the highest it's been for a while? I don't it's know the highest it's been for a while. So I think it was in March 2022. No, September 2022, I think. So it just went past 45,000. Yeah, that's a uh, lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this space has always been a little bit of a roller coaster, but I think uh, Web3 crypto is just, it's got a longer story than than a couple of years. So we'll see where things go. Yeah. Yeah. That That's kind of what I tell people about um, Web3 as well. It's yeah. much, much bigger than just JPEGs or anything that's along those lines. It's a whole infrastructure. So, yeah. Cool. Um, moving on to number four, uh, we're really getting into the um, the countdown now. So we have Character AI, another AI tool, which is not surprising for 2023. And um, this one for me kind of goes out to all the Stan accounts. It's an AI for chatting to characters. Uh, you can create your own, you can chat with celebrities. I immediately thought it'd be kind of cool to get some feedback from Steve Jobs, if you can craft an accurate enough Steve Jobs bot out of it. Although, fair warning to designers, you might not want, you might not like what it has to say. So it raised a series A of about 150 million. Like I said, you can chat with some of your favorite characters. It also has its own kind of like bot store or personality store. So you can discover like millions of user created AIs and they all have like their own personality. And then you can also make your own character with just a few words. So it, again, it takes traditional prompting structure um, using plain English. Uh, you can prompt the AI and it will do its level best to create a new character for you. I played around with it a little bit myself. I thought it was pretty fun. One of the things I thought it, it could definitely be useful for is like gaining other perspectives. You know, you might have a few thoughts, a few decisions to make or something. I thought it could be helpful for that other kind of implementations I was thinking was user research. I'm not sure if they actually have an API, but if they do have an API and you can integrate it in and it can make user research without the users, I guess possible, but just by using personalities, but all in all, pretty cool product. Um, and yeah. 
Yeah. I like that you covered implementation because there's just so many potential ways of using this that I think sometimes yeah. when you read, read, you don't even realize that's why I love to read the launch pages when people talk about some use cases. Cause yeah, to your point, there's marketing, there's supportive bots. There's probably the healthcare industry who you engage with, but there's yeah. So many important and cool use uses that just make it applicable to so many more companies and people yeah. to use this stuff. Yeah, I mean, one of the spaces I think AI is going to be really important is like loneliness, especially with like senior citizens and stuff, people in retirement homes. I think it could dramatically give a huge boost to quality of life in that yeah. industry. So that that's kind of the way I almost like take a lot of the AI products I've launched this year, especially these kind of personality ones. It's I almost take it like like an experiment, like a front facing experiment. You can do this, but the technology behind it is so much more wider this is just how we're choosing to present it at the moment to give the world a taste of it it's like character ai is super super cool and what you can do with it right now but the potential for the technology that powers it i think goes so much further than just that right yeah that's a another really sweet use case that's great um i was just googling how to pronounce our next product is it galx I that's how I was thinking it in my head. Galax. Um, Galax. So it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is. It's G A L X E. Um. So if if anyone wants to correct us, please follow up and correct us. But that's at least how I read it. It is the third top most upvoted product of 2023, and it's a platform for building Web three community. So it's a pretty large platform now with over 12 million unique active users. The company says that it has uh, propelled the growth of other big Web3 companies like Optimism, Polygon, Arbitrum. And so it's basically, it allows brands to launch their own communities, self-serve communities, where they can offer loyalty programs and it uses no code. It lets uh, these companies kind of, again, self-serve to help grow their own communities so yeah, it's helped those companies grow. It has over 3,700 partners that it's helped grow. Yeah, it's it's got over $10 million in funding. They raised their Series A. But um, yeah, if you're if you're not in Web3 and you want to know more about it, check out Galax. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a lot of users. I I always when I'm like comparing users, like how big a platform is, I compare it to like World of Warcraft during. <laughs> era when it was at its peak which mm. I think was like 15 million or something ridiculous like that so wow. that's a lot of users um yeah yeah that's that's huge and again another web3 uh product and this time in the top in the top three so to all, all the people that were saying web3 is dead um um long live ai and stuff if Pot Hunt is anything to go by, which I think it is, you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like... Absolutely. And I mean, this is a number provided by the company, but it's 12 million unique active users. So, wow. Yeah, that's that's significant. Cool. And um, in number two, uh, we have Dora AI. Uh, I always think of Dora the Explorer. Me too. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if that was intentional or not. <laughs> 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 Um, there's one yeah. Dora in our hearts sorry 
<laughs> you know, this kind of seems like um, a tennis match between Web3 and AI at the moment. Yeah. It's kind of back and forth. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're back to AI. So Dora AI, it lets you generate entire sites with a healthy dose of 3D from a plain English prompt. It's It has a seed round raised and went to receive funding. It's undisclosed. I also might have just been really bad at finding it, but everywhere I said, said undisclosed. <laughs> uh, and you can generate a site from, like I said, text to website. You can take a static design and turn it 3D with AI. And you can add AI animations. It's like an AI suite to build, hopefully, a really beautiful website. Um, and it's actually like the first, I think it was like the first AI product I saw that um, really kind of embraced uh, 3D. Other platforms for some fairly known website builders kind of stuck with uh, 2D. But Dora just came in swinging and said, no, we're giving you 3D. And we're giving you really good look in 3D as well. So yeah, that's uh, Dora AI. This was a huge space this year, this text-to-website space. Dora obviously was a, a front runner in terms of upvotes during its launch. But I was taking a look actually at this for our Golden Kitty Awards coming up soon, which we'll talk about. But yeah, the design space slash no code space slash AI space really like converged into this text to website where it's no code on speed, where you're really just generating entire sites through plain English. So it'll be interesting to see who ends up as the front runner in the long term. And I'm sure that we will then start to see other big longer term competitors in the no code website space start to create their own tools. But but yeah, very honestly, it's just kind of a, astonishing capability in, in AI. And we, we see it in all sorts of things too. It's text to text to presentation now as well with like pitch and other presentations. Dectopus, I think is one of them. Um, one name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So, so, so many things that you can just generate with plain English, but I think the, the website space in general, just really solving a big issue. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. AI catapulted no code into this space I never thought it would get to. It's gone from using multiple different platforms and connecting all these little things to just typing a prompt and kind of seeing what happens. Yeah, I honestly was thinking, gosh, are we even going to have this separate no-code space in the past <laughs> in, the, in the future? Because again, it's just, they all converge into just being able to do things so effortlessly, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you want a drum roll for... Number one. Oh, okay. We tried this last time though, or one of the times, and we I had to insert a drum roll. So <laughs> Oh, oh, oh uh, mine won't pick up the, the drum roll. So I can do it for, I can do it from my side. Maybe it'll work from my side. Yeah, go for it. I'm a drummer anyway, so <laughs> I mean I can't even hear it right now. Uh never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, insert drum roll. And our number one upvoted product of 2023 is Chat by Copy AI. So Copy AI, at least in my eyes, one of the more prominent 
generative AI products in in at least the writing space. They were using ChatGPT3 early on to produce basically, a, again, a generative AI writer. So help you write ad copy or blogs. And I think one of the reasons they were just more prominent was because they were building in public. So they would post a lot of their revenue results or just users on Twitter and they launched their product on Twitter and Product Hunt. So they've um, the makers have always been very open about their growth. They raised their Series A. They've got almost nearly $14 million in funding. So Chat by Copy AI was launched in March of 2023, and they call it a smarter chat GPT that helps you get more done. So it scrapes websites for public data, it generates personalized copy, summarizes YouTube videos, and yeah, that's just been incorporated into Copy AI, the product. So really all of the things that you could do before you just got a little bit smarter in terms of the content that you could create with copy AI. You can write whatever content you need, summarize websites, repurpose your content, do research, just a really, really powerful tool. I think it's probably used by a lot of just marketers, founders mm-hmm. who maybe don't have marketers and, and need help creating content, almost productivity tool, useful creation tool for anyone. Yeah, um, I remember some of the comments from people on in the community, and they were kind of specifically around the level of quality put out by uh, Chat by Copy versus ChatGPT. And it, it, to me, it looked like it was just like a lot more refined. It was doing a lot of stuff that ChatGPT couldn't do natively at the time. Um, there's some stuff ChatGPT can do now, others. But yeah, it was really impressive when it launched. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the space too. It's, it's moved so fast that yeah they launch something and then ChatGPT launches something and it's even faster and better than it was. And then Google does. So it's just moving so quickly. But um, I think if you don't have a product yet that you really use as your go-to for like creating content, um, then you could check out Copy AI as your like basically right hand in terms of like creating written content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, De- yeah, definitely. Just don't take my job. <laughs> yeah, actually, to your point, saying that, I remember trying Copy AI out a couple of years ago and feeling like the the content generation was certainly it was a a boilerplate but it still needed Mm. a lot of editing and that was using gpt3 at the time but we've just got come such a long way where now i use chat gpt for sure as as a little bit of a right hand and support when i'm having like blank page syndrome um (laughs) yeah so um i mean who knows again where we'll be in in another year, but it's it's getting better and better. But yeah, these tools just over the last year have just become an actual tool in my toolbox instead of just like a novelty. I haven't given Copy AI another try, but I think it's certainly owed one with uh, all of the updates. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm more of a embrace the AI as opposed to fight the AI uh, kind of person. I'm not a AI. Uh, doomer as they say I like to treat it like a tool if I can't figure out how to structure a sentence maybe a bit better it's super handy for things like that right yeah I mean I think it probably too depends on just like what your personal 
skills or experience are like I get yeah. most excited about like the image generation that I was just able to yeah. use Dolly the other day to create something from scratch and just manipulate it to exactly what I wanted in the end and that's because I'm just so design creatively challenged <laughs> I'm sure that's how people feel about the writing aspect of it if they are um more design based they don't know where to start when they're creating a blog or an ad yeah definitely speaking because I actually, a uh, quick side note, I did just use ChatGPT to do a logo for the first time ever for a new newsletter I'm launching in the next week or so, all about cooking. And it did such a great job. Uh, it did like, did on the first try exactly what I wanted. I had to like fix some little text issue, but that was it. Wow. First yeah, time. Super first. happy. Yeah, it, it's amazing. So I created, I'll share what I created because hopefully if you are, following our AI newsletter, then you will see it soon. But basically I was creating our mascot kitty as a new mascot for our AI newsletter and learning how to improve the prompt. And it took maybe like 11 tries or something, but I actually got the idea of putting the little brain, which is our logo emoji on his collar from ChatGPT. So it was just, it was like such a creative, cool process that it could just be, not only would it give me what I wanted in the end, like it helped me develop the process of like what I wanted the mascot to look like that I wanted that little mm-hmm. collar on it. Um, so yeah, but you get so like nerdily excited at just what the potential <laughs> is whenever you get like what you want out of these tools. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it definitely excites like the inner nerd in me for sure. Um, awesome. So that is the top ten. So congrats to like every product and every maker that made it to the top ten. It takes a lot. Um, as you see, the number one was over five thousand upvotes. Really incredible feat by everyone. It was really fun counting it down. We did a newsletter as well, and super excited to see what happens this year not that i'm wishing the year away i'm not but i always look forward to the end of the year seeing what came out on top above all else um i'm going to put my bet on that it's going to be another ai product we're mm-hmm. not done in this hype train yet i don't think but i'm also going to put a bet on at least one or two web3 products still making it through as well in it but i also think that web3 is on the up again so yeah yeah super I agree. Yeah, I think I don't think we're ever going to see a decline, honestly, in this buzz. I think it's going to be at the core of what we do going forward. But I, yeah, echo your sentiments on just the congrats. And these are basically just the companies to watch. Like they are doing, the launch was just the start and they're doing really cool things and building and iterating and fundraising. So hats off to them. And for the last segment of this week's Weekly Digest podcast, we are going to talk about products for your New Year's resolutions. I'm excited to talk about this because all throughout the year, I see great products launch and I'm <laughs> I'm holding on to them and thinking about them for when January comes, of course, because I have to admit I'm, I'm one of those people who actually do try resolutions and I, I think it's a great time to just, I just feel so busy and stressed during the year, honestly, and and. I just kind of take advantage of that time to really kind of rethink on on what I want to accomplish. So 
Yeah, some of these products we've seen launched throughout the year, and I've been thinking about them for that. Others launched recently and kind of took advantage of of the the time when everyone's thinking about resolutions. But the first one is Before Sunset AI, and it is an AI-powered workspace. It's just this tool for improving um, your calendar. And even the, the name of the company, Before Sunset, is about sort of looking at your day and being able to feel like you accomplished the things that you wanted. And then you can sort of like relax and turn off and really have that like separation from your work um, and feeling like you accomplished it. So before a sunset turns your to-dos into a schedule. Um, and that's kind of what's cool about this. It, it lets you really like move around your to-dos in your calendar. You can plan your entire week, pulling tasks in and out throughout your calendar, you got weekly analytics, so you can get like a bird's eye view of what you accomplished and like celebrate that success. You can see sync your Google Calendar and um, does all sorts of things like helping you set priorities, create focus mode times, do time tracking. So that's like this great all-in-one tool that leverages AI to help you manage your calendar. Nice. So um, next up is Opal, and this is for all the people that look at their screen time report every week and feel a little bit sick, or maybe you just want to reduce it a little bit. For me, I feel a little bit sick. <laughs> so Opal is like the first app to connect to screen time on iPhone, so it actually directly integrates with the screen time functionality. So that makes it easy for like all the iPhone and iPad users to effectively measure and improve their focus. So it comes with like a bunch of different features. So one of them is sessions. So that's when Opal will basically temporarily remove apps from your phone and desktop while you're focusing. You can always take a break to bring them back again, temporarily. So say like a five minute break, but for your focus time, then they're pretty inactive. I use, I use sessions to get rid of the likes of Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all those super addictive and uh, endless scrolling apps, basically. And I found that really improves my screen time. Another one is a uh, focus report. So you can diagnose your own fo focus and measure your progress with like pretty clear metrics, important contacts and compare, compare them with like other people, say like your coworkers. It's like a more deep dive than what Apple gives you. So rather than just saying, hey, you did this much uh, screen time, it shows where you when you focus the most, where you lost your focus, what apps are causing the issues. And then you got things like milestones, which is just a fun way of gamifying your focus. So you can unlock a quote unquote precious gems uh, by building good screen time habits, like blocking apps for 24 hours. And then you can use them to customize your, uh, your experience. So the design, the logo, stuff like that. Um, Opal launched originally i think it was 2020 yeah 2020 and they released a huge update in 2022 the new up the new opal so if screen time is your achilles heel it could be it could be a good option for you that's great so the next one i wanted to share for your new year's resolutions is heptabase and Heptabase is good for anyone who wants to work on learning new topics, maybe even complex topics this year. So learning new and complex topics is, you know, can be difficult. Basically, you just don't know, you know, where to start. There's so much information. And Heptabase is a, a cool tool that launched earlier last year. It's a visual note-taking tool, and it 
really had a it had a great launch and debut on Product Hunt. Interesting tidbit: it it was hunted um, by an individual kind of similar to how Notion was hunted back in its early days. Hunted a little bit earlier than they had planned their launch, but it had such a good. It was getting such good pickup that uh, the makers decided um, to leave it. If you get hunted early, you can always reach out to our team if you're working on your own launch. These makers, however, decided to just to just continue with the buzz that they're getting and and let that be their launch. Um, and it was a great launch. They ended up being a product of the day that day and and have made it into a lot of our top products for the year. Um, so, uh, yeah, the the company, it's a went through YC's winter 2022 batch. And it is like I said, it's it's a visual note taking tool. So a little bit kind of like, again, Obsidian, the likes of that. But it's really based on helping you create mind maps and learn things. So it's focused on visualization. It uses whiteboards, mind maps, and combines sections, um, supporting it supports organization of the content that you're trying to learn with tags and properties and Kanbans. There's even a Readwise integration, which I think is really cool. So basically, if you have things that you're planning to to read later and that you're trying to dig into, you can use that integration to come in and save your content on. So basically, like the makers have thought about all the ways to support how you might connect content together so that you can think about the ways that you want to read. So if you want to start with a, a high level topic, what are the different sort of um, subtopics that you want to learn about after that? being able to let you tag that stuff so you can connect it all together because a lot of times you might be reading about one topic or two separate topics, but they're actually really related. So you want to be able to read those together or or know that they're related later. And yeah, it's just a lot of detail that's gone into this tool, create a hierarchy of notes that a lot of apps don't let you do again. While there are knowledge-based apps for project management, this one's really focused on that hierarchy for for helping you learn new things. Nice. Is there uh, any complex topic you want to learn this year? Oh, it's, it sounds silly, but uh, AI. I'm I'm constantly like wanting to get deeper into learning about the the technology behind it um as i continue to come across new ideas like in my, my workspace um that i realized like this would actually be possible with ai if i if i knew how mm. to just train an ai to do x for me think of what i could help it do to just kind of improve my workflow or improve something we can do at product hunt so yeah, I'm definitely interested in learning more about the space. I mean, I, I'm just, I love like the knowledge aspect of it. So I'm interested in everything from like computer vision to to LLMs. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, learning is, learning something is one of the funnest things I think you can do. Um, for me this year, I'm, I know a lot about wine, but I'm, I want to learn a lot more about wine. Um, I'm doing a new wine tasting course and stuff. Um, so, and that's with food naturally that's one of my big interests and um, I always thought learning was uh, one of the more funner activities someone can do and uh, anything that kind of helps speed that up or um, make it more efficient I guess or um, or easier uh, get is a win in my book yeah 
Wine is a hard thing to learn, but I, I started to take a wine class years ago and I don't think, I thought it would just be fun, honestly. And I'm on like, I'm almost embarrassed to say that because I'm just like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll drink wine and I'll learn a little bit of something. But the depths of like every region and just patch of yeah. dirt that can be so different in creating like the different tastes and all the different like science and aspects to the wine. There's a lot to it. So that's a, it's a good, it is in a good complex topic to learn with something like heptabase yeah it was the it was like the most complex um subject in culinary school for sure yeah it's it's understated how complex wine is but i'm excited to continue my learning i've been putting it off for a long time and i really love drinking wine which leads (laughs) me into the next one um so you probably heard of dry January all around the world, from what I know, where people give up alcohol for January. This launched in November, so it was Dry Lender, and that's the name of the product. And that's the name of the product. Dry Lender is a calendar app where you can fill your calendar with how many drinks you have each day or week. So it could be zero drinks, one to two drinks, three plus drinks. And the goal is to help you reach your goal, whatever that goal might be when it comes to alcohol and you can earn medals by being sober you can add friends to share your calendars and motivations and they can they can do it right ba- uh, they can do it right back with you and it aims to be like a warm and supportive app to help everyone cutting back cutting back alcohol there's no judgment there's um, no sense of failure it's just positive affirmations and, and you can even earn the sober kitty medal which was a nice uh-huh. to their product hunt launch which um was awesome uh some of the features like i mentioned was cutting back alcohol with your friends the point being thriving relationships they want to establish a relationship based outside of alcohol help you do that which i think is really cool and helps you stick to your stick to your goals uh, so you can quit drinking scale back on drinking make some streaks and it wants to help you avoid dependence which of course i think everyone wants to would, would like to avoid that so you can fill the calendar every day to control your consumption. You get this bird's eye view of how much did I drink this week? Maybe I shouldn't do it this much. Let's cut it back by half this week and then half the next week. Um. So yeah, I love products like this. I know a few people that have been impacted by alcoholism. So any social good apps like this, I really like. And it's something I'm participating in myself anyway. So I'm using it myself too. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. I love I love apps like this. You just have to respect so much anyone who's going to make this a goal of theirs and, and who created the product to help more people do it. So very cool. And good luck with that. I There's a, some very conflicting goals you have here in your, <laughs> in your New Year's resolution. I know. I, I want to explore more wine, but also I want to <laughs> not drink in January. And <laughs> um, let me I'll start off with non-alcoholic wine in January. I'll explore that a uh, little niche. Nice. Well, I sent you the wrong thing then for January. <laughs> I'm not I'm not helping your cause. <laughs> hey, the longer it's in the bottle, the better it is. So. <laughs> true, true. I actually I w- I was just thinking too of um that the conversation more about like drinking has I know shifted a lot to just like reducing intake like it doesn't have to be there are so many things in the past that have just been like going fully dry and Mm. more generations just want to be responsible with it be healthy as well I love the like re 
refocus. Yeah. Um, it helps more people because there are very few people that really just, you know, need complete cut out. A lot of people just basically need to need help just cutting back. Yeah, exactly. It's a sweet spot as well for me because I'm conscious of how much I drink, um, especially living in Ireland. But at the same time, like not not to mince words in a way like I love alcohol I love the history of it you know yeah. how far back it goes to the traditions of it um the good parts of the culture around it yeah uh, the only thing I don't like about alcohol is just if I drink too much of it so um being able to kind of cut back and still enjoy it in my life um that's a really nice sweet spot for me yeah Cool. Uh, next up is an app called Avracore. Um, I picked this one because I can, I really liked how it got to the root of a pro uh, root of a reason why some of your resolutions might fail year on year, and that's your mindset. Mental health is a complex topic. It's hard to navigate, but I appreciate anyone that gives it their best shot. And Avracore is basically a simple affirmation app. It's designed to enhance your well-being and embrace like a more positive mindset, a more positive mindset. So you personalize your affirmations and you receive them directly to your phone. So it's you telling yourself you are good, you're smart, you're intelligent, you can do the thing that you're doing. And you then set a time of when you might want to get them. And the goal is to transform your daily life with these positive affirmations. So like I said, you can create affirmation reminders so you can receive your own custom affirmations directly to your phone at a certain time that you might want to get them or a certain day. You can organize them into collections. So you can sort your personal goals and aspirations into uh, collections like 2024 resolution, healing era, productivity and work, finding love is another great one. Where I think it actually gets really cool is discovering kind of inspiration. So you can dive into pre-made collections and affirmations and add them to your library so every week you might not want to <laughs> sit down and just um, write all your affirmations. You might not be in the right mindset, but Africor kind of has holds your hand there and lets you deep deep dive into ones they have pre-made for you. And going further than that as well, there's a whole community where you can discover diverse wellness communities and categories as well and other affirmations created by the community that, again, you can schedule for yourself. And... I really like this because I think people need to tell themselves that they love themselves a lot more mm -hmm. in day-to-day -day life. Like this is just one of those products that's like all about positivity. It was solely crafted to make someone's life better, which I really love. Awesome. I like that the app, it sounds like it helps you work through the periods where like you're having a harder time. It sounds like they've thought about ways to help you, like you said, with pre-made affirmations and stuff like that, where even if you had a hard week or whatever, you can just get back on the horse. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, uh, that's exactly it. It's not a replacement for a therapist or anything like that, but it, it helps in its own way yeah. to kind of keep you on track, I think, you know, getting those little, it's a good notification to get on your phone. It's not distracting. It's just. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just telling you good things. Well, the last one on our recommendations list to check out for New Year's resolutions is literal, literal. So this is not a, a 
brand new product or launch from 2023. They're actually a Golden Kitty Award nominee for 2022. And yeah, Literal is a place to help you keep track of what you've read and discover your next favorite book. It's an alternative to Goodreads. But we've seen quite a few people say that they are not a fan of Goodreads, and that it feels complex and a lot to figure out and get into. The bakers at Literal have done a lot of work at just making reading and book finding just interesting and fun and relevant to you. The makers talk about how they are not just about average reviews, but really about helping people find the niches that they're interested in and can really nerd out over. So it's all about mm. personalized book recommendations, book clubs, connecting you with um, people who have like recommendations. Um, there's all sorts of things you can do with the app. Barcode scanner for when you're actually looking at books in the bookstore or library. It's got reading goals and measures your reading progress. They've got apps and it's got dark mode as well. So all of that kind of like little like joyful stuff when you really want to think of like creating your awesome book list for 2024 and starting to work your way through it. Nice, nice. Uh, there was another one that I actually wrote about today as well called readingbay.ai, which I thought was yeah. pretty cool. Every year I try to read like 52 books at a, at a minimum. So like one book a week. Some years I do it. Um, other years I don't. Um, but I'm going to give that a try, I think. Yeah, it's uh, you're not alone in having the problem of, I think, saving a bunch of stuff with good intentions to read. And we just get <laughs> yeah. busy and it gets lost and we forget that we ever saved it. I don't think anyone's alone in that. And yeah, there are some great tools out there for helping you follow up. I think it kind of depends to me on what kind of a reader you are. Like my husband is not a book reader. So literal is a great tool for me, but he's more of like a, an article reader reads a ton on his mm -hmm. phone. So I think today's product, what was that called again? Today's product highlight? Uh, Readingbay.ai. Yeah. Reading Bay. I think that they, that could be like a great tool to help him resurface and remind him of the stuff that he saved. Well, on that note, that is a lot of products and a lot of links, and we will put them all in the podcast notes on wherever you listen to podcasts. Aaron, one year I'll set the time, my timer <laughs> for, we'll be checking in on your progress against your, your wine learning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have a friend that's still following up with me because two years ago, I made a resolution to learn all of the words to one week by Bare Naked Ladies. And this is, <laughs> it's a resolution that I am sad to say I didn't keep. I'm actually really good at keeping resolutions. I went vegetarian. I didn't buy anything once like clothing for a year. And this resolution has gotten the better of me. So uh, <laughs> if somebody out there wants to create a tool that'll help me learn all of the words to One Week by Bare Naked Ladies, I would be eternally grateful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, again, set, I'm going to set a timer for just that. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to need to call in some help to do this. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you for counting down with us. As Aaron said, we have a lot more exciting recap to do of the best products of the year. Golden Kitty Awards 2023 are coming up. They're the tech awards of the year where you get to vote on what you think are the top products around categories from multiple categories in AI this year to developer tools, design, marketing, open source tools. So tune in and celebrate with us. Yeah, looking forward 
to seeing what makes the list and even more so looking forward to a great 2024 can't wait to see what everyone launches